You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. And how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to be successful? Well, in this episode, Simonetta Lin, who is a model, TV personality, one of the world's top influencers, will tell us her success story. So tune in now. Welcome to Not Basic Blonde podcast. How are you today? Very well. Thank you for having me from a blonde to another blonde. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I love your name, by the way, on Instagram. It's so cool. And on this podcast, of course. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me everything, my dear. What would you like to know from me? I'm, I'm excited to be here. Oh, sure. Would you please tell our listeners about yourself, your background and everything? Yes, and everything. <laughs> that is like a big word, everything. Because my life, <laughs> I mean, I was born in, in Italy and I moved to the U.S., let me think, five years ago. So there is a lot of everything because, of course, I had to leave, uh, you know, my previous life, how I call it, and move to the U.S., restart from scratch, got married. Um, actually, uh, we were living, my husband and I, uh, in Italy together, and then we decided to come to America. He's originally from here. So after 10 years that we were living together in Italy, we said, okay, let's, let's try. And we, like I said, completely restart our life from, you know, uh, having to fix our home to restart our jobs. Of course, thank goodness I was, uh, already working in, uh, in the entertainment, uh, slash social media. And, you know, with that, you can pretty much bring you whatever you go in the world. Definitely. I had to, you know, adjust. I had to change my also my language from Italian to English and then, you know, um, my message. um, And it worked out very, very well. I think that it was uh, my best um, choice, I would say, ever. Of course, it was and it still is very, very, very uh, difficult. Um, I'm sure that you, you understand a lot of people understand what, you know, what entitles to, uh, you know, with people that, of course, come from another country. It, it was a, a long process to do, you know, all the papers and everything, restart 
my life, restart my husband's life and, you know, and establish myself here in America, which is, of course, to me, the coolest place on earth. But it's, of course, very, very crowded and you have to be, you know, amazing and, and in my opinion, and perfect to stand out. And so that's what I try to to do. And, uh, you know, the Huffington Post gave me trust and then the entrepreneur Forbes um, I've been named as uh, one of the 100 top fashion influencers in the world. And then uh, actually recently one of the top five by MSNBC. So I would say that things <laughs> turn out very well. A lot of work, a lot of work and a lot of it was hard. I always say to people, don't ever think that if you see someone's, you know, that is succeeding, it's, you know, uh, it's easy. It never comes easy. But if I did it, I think that everyone can do it. Wow, I totally understand you because I came here when I was 17 with my mom and my mom yeah. got to American guy. So that's how we got here. And it was definitely hard for me. I've been here for 15 years, but yeah. at the beginning it was, my mom left everything and she came here for him. And wow. she with her. So I left all my friends, my school, like with college, and I had to restart everything here. So is she. And she was like 35, 36 at that time. So I totally understand you about moving to a different part of the world. Isn't it like it's a feeling that only an immigrant can understand? That feeling to basically having, I mean, your roots kind of cut. And so, bless few years now it's much better but you know that feeling of uncertainty and then feeling that you have to you know recreate everything so sometimes it's like that you know you don't have uh, I mean your 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 feet uh, are not stable you know on the ground because again it's not you know your land and then it becomes your land and that's why I really love America because it gave me this sense of home it's again it's uh, kind of unexplainable you just have to feel it and that's what mesmerized me about America you know the very first time I remember that I came to New York and I saw all different races and I thought wow you know that Chinese woman is American that Russian woman is American that uh, you know whatever race yeah. is American right and, no, and it's something that you feel only here I thought only white Americans are here and I had no perception like I had no idea about other nationalities and other people living here <laughs> yes you know we know it from the movies you don't know it from like at that time you couldn't really learn about it that much everywhere <laughs> I understand you but yeah. again um, I'm very very grateful to be here and um, like I said things turn out pretty well um, I still have of course especially even right now, for instance, my mother is in Italy and, you know, she cries and she says, I don't even know if I'll ever see you again. And I keep on telling her, don't worry, you know, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be fine. Of course, it's hard, you know, to keep on being positive when your family is so far away and the airports are closed. And you, I mean, for as much as I keep on saying everything will be fine, we still don't know uh, when they're going to open the airports. But again, that's all that we can do, you know, every day. Try to be positive, try to catch up with, uh, you know, our loved ones. I call her every single day. I call my father every single day. And, you know, I do video calls, try to see them as much as I can, even if they are, you know, very far away. Yeah, I do too. I have grandma there in still in Ukraine, but she was like my mom because my parents worked all the time. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And last time, like last year, I went there first time for six years. Because I just couldn't go. And then they had a war. 
in that part of the Ukraine. So I really oh, yeah. go there. So first time I went last year in May, and this year I wanted to go in May again, but this all of this, of course, it got delayed. So now, yeah, I do talk to them every day on Skype or on, you know. Oh, that's nice. That's so sweet. Camera. Yeah, but still. You're very lucky that you still have your grandma alive. That's amazing. Yeah. I lost them, unfortunately, that I was very young. So that's something that I really, you know, miss my grandparents. My because my parents got married when they were like 18. I was born when they were 19. So my grandma Whoa. became Yeah, my grandma became grandma at 42, 43. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Congratulations to your beautiful family. Thank you. Yours too. How did you start your journey as a model and influencer? Because you're so successful. How did you start it? Um, so I started very young when I was in Italy, 16 years old. I started, you know, as a lot of girls that, you know, maybe have that type of body to, you know, learn how to do the catwalk and, you know, learn how to work for uh, as a model for for brands, of course, for as much as you can learn when you are 16. And then um, slowly I uh, kept on going and. Uh, from that, actually, my 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 journey is a little bit. Um, how could you say it? It has a lot of facets because, again, that was my very beginning. But then after that, I was very intrigued by acting, so I started. I started to study um, as an actress. Uh, back in Italy, actually, in, in, in Rome, I always was a very fluent in um, in English because my parents had a, a culture center. And they have people literally coming from all over the world to do seminars and courses. So I had to, you know, learn how to speak English right away. So back then uh, I had actually members of the actor studio that came actually to Milan. So I moved from Rome to Milan and I was paying my lessons translating, you know, from English to uh, Italian. I always worked. So I worked, uh, you know, in several regular jobs as, I don't know, a waitress as um, I know a, a cashier or and then for my parents I was actually cooking for all these groups like 30 40 people and then again I wanted to pay for my for my um, you know acting uh, classes so I was doing that and that's why I always say to people don't be afraid of working you know if that is your dream I mean I was doing four four jobs uh, you know to to maintain myself and I still do I mean I I, I, I do so many things so Again, with all that, then uh, acting, I really wanted to be an actress. But then I, I got to the point that I actually was pretty successful, meaning that I was paying my bills, which is amazing for an actress. Uh, but I come to uh, a point that I didn't like the fact that my life was in, in the, you know, somebody else's hands. Uh, because, of course, you have to always to be picked up. And sometimes you're right for the role, sometimes you're not. Uh, and then social media opened up and I still remember I had a meeting with someone that at that time uh, was one of the first what you can call social media manager. Uh, now we're talking maybe 10 years ago and he told me, you know, you 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 have a cool presence. Why don't you, you know, uh, try again? Of course, Instagram uh, at that time was already out there, but I wasn't really I didn't really understand uh, that the power at the, at the very beginning. Uh, and then again, another series of uh, coincidences. I was always uh, pretty, 
I mean, writing for me was also one of my skills because in uh, my high school, I studied uh, classical um, uh, classical studies. So I studied uh, Latin and ancient Greek. And then, um, you know, the the really they taught me how to write essays, um, you know, constantly. And so because of that, I didn't even know that I started to write a book. I mean, I, I didn't even know, meaning that I thought it was kind of my journal and then it became a book. And then it, I got to a point that all the things together combined and Vanity Fair saw actually uh, what became my first book published. And they told me, we really love what you wrote. Would you like to uh, come and kind of unite your careers with us? And that was, uh, I would say, a very important moment for me because at Vanity Fair, I had the opportunity to, again, be a writer. So I had my column, but also be an actress because I was interviewing celebrities about the power of, uh, of their dreams uh, all around uh, Milan at that time. And then I also had a, a, a radio show with them. So also as a speaker, so I kind of put everything to, together. And then, of course, social media. So I would say the Vanity Fair really helped me to launch, in a way, my social media, meaning that, you know, of course, I, I started to grasp their, their audience as well. So I had eventually a language that, uh, you know, people liked. And, and the, you know, I always worked in trying with trying to inspire other people. And um, that eventually, you know, it's where I really started. And then when I moved here to America, so I already, of course, had a, a base. And then again, I, I switched everything, you know, with, with English. Uh, and then I had, of course, like I said, these big magazines that, you know, really like my style. And so I started to write for them. And of course, you know, to reach all those audiences. Again, like I was talking about the power of, of dreams, that was my the first novel that I had, but wasn't only a novel. It became also a blog where I uh, had people writing their own dreams and wishes. And the idea was to kind of create a, uh, a community around it so that uh, other people, and including myself, could uh, see if they could uh, grant those wishes. And when I moved to America, that actually became so big that I had to establish a non-for-profit. And so that uh, that is also another big part of my journey, the Wishwell Foundation, when, you know, kind of, like I said, everything uh, came together and it became, of course, from my uh, baby. It is still my baby, but to something really fundamental also uh, within my brand. I always try to uh, bring whatever I do, even if it's just fashion, I always put my, you know, a particular twist into uh, creating a meaningful campaign. And that is something that, of course, even as a, um, you know, a, an expert in communication, I can tell that that is, of course, the, the current trend and the next trend. But I, I was doing it, you know, before everyone started doing it in a natural way. It's not that I really planned it. It was just my heart. You know, I really always say, well, if I have to buy something, I'll buy because, you know, I kind of uh, feel myself uh, part of it of course I'm a millennial so we all know that millennials have to uh, feel part of it and so I always had that approach also with you know campaigns with brands and again even if it's just like I said as a model uh, even if I have to you know do a catwalk for a stylist I always try to find even if it's pure fashion but always try to find you know that particular kick 
that, you know, why am I really modeling for, you know, this uh, design? And I'm not just, I never do just a project, you know, I was always like that. I'm not saying that is right or wrong. That is my way. And that eventually was also one of my maybe things that differentiated me, you know, from many others. Yeah. Well, what has helped you along the way? What kind of qualities helped you to achieve the success? Uh, determination. Uh, when when you talk about never giving up, I mean, it seems phrase that everyone says, but it's really never give up uh, mood because you're going to have days that you're tired, that you want to give up, that you say, oh my goodness, you know, this never happens or that thing seems to never come and then it will come. It's just that, uh, you know, I, I also have personally a strong faith and I always say, if I can advise people, find your own faith. I personally believe in God, but whatever faith you have, it's very important because if you don't have values, in my opinion, and and for values again, I'm talking about faith, but I'm also talking about family. I'm talking about you know loyalty towards uh, also your you know your community. I mean, values are very 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 important. And those values help me, and that faith helped me to you know hold on uh, in those moments. And I've learned. I, I often say this phrase. I, I I learned how to rest instead of give up you know we have certain days that we're all like oh my god you know um but i've learned okay that day i'm going just to pause it and and that's another secret if it even if you see and and the problem uh the problem and the good thing about social social media both ways is competition and uh to me is of course a problem because when it's too much you know it it brings you too much anxiety and, and and definitely social media have created a lot of issues, especially in the younger generation. But on the other hand, if you are able, maybe having like a good mentor that and or, you know, other people that you follow that can inspire you to not, I mean, to use it as just a, you know, booster, but not something that will make you go crazy. Again, competition could be good and can just, you know, uh, push you. And, And then again, on social media, to me, uh, yes, there is competition, but there is also, like I was mentioning, loyalty. There are also friends that you can create. And, you know, there are moments like right now that, for instance, you really don't know what to share on social media, right? Because everything has changed. I mean, our world has, has collapsed. And, and, and I had some moments, like, okay, what am I doing? And then I said, okay, let me see what also other people are doing. And even if I don't post every single day, it's fine. Don't worry. I mean, your mental health and your stabilities comes first. And that's good also to know that whenever you are able to establish a good relationship with people online, you know, they'll wait for you. You know, you don't have to be, uh, you know, that rush to, to uh, you know, share something because you just have to share it. I always say it's quality over quantity, you know, uh, just really, you know, work on it, make it very good. Uh, have a good quality when you share stuff. Don't share blurry picture. Don't share, you know, content that it's not well curated. Of course, on the other hand, push yourself a little bit because maybe you'll have, you know, those days, like especially right now, they'll say, I don't want to do anything. So uh, again, try to find a, uh, you know, kind of a balance. Uh, but on the other hand, it, all the, on the other uh, hand, don't go, like I said, crazy, find your own stability first and then 
uh, your your community will will definitely follow. Yeah, I totally agree with you because social media can harm us and it can help us. Yes, use it in a harmful way that you're looking at someone's account and you comparing yourself, then you're doing a damage to yourself. But if you use it just to boost your self confidence or just look at, oh, okay, this account is doing such and such, that's a great idea. Absolutely, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. And did you have any challenges along the way, along to your success? Well, definitely, like I I mentioned, the biggest challenge and the biggest blessing was, you know, me having to restart a life. I mean, that is, like I said, sometimes I have moments where, you know, I really didn't feel the ground underneath my feet. You know, I was like, where am I starting? You know, because, again, I had to restart everything. From everything, I mean everything. I mean, when we came to America, we had nothing. And, and and so you have certain days that we were saying, okay, where do we start? And then, uh, you know, I, I, in those days, I always thought about my father. And this is, I think, a, a piece of advice that he always told me when I was a child, he always told me, do one thing at a time. And um, even that, uh, together, we never give up. It seems so easy. But again, it is not, especially when you are overwhelmed. When you are when you are anxious, you know you you tend to uh, kind of collapse and in doing one you know one thing together with another thing together with another thing and then you don't do anything at all or you don't do anything uh, well at all and so I, I've kind of relearned uh, and I re re uh, rethought when I was a child was telling me do one thing at a time do it well and so that actually helped me because at the end of the day we, we have to do one task and, 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 and finish it. And that is also something that of course I, I, I bring to my life and I bring to social media and I bring to whatever I do. That doesn't mean that, that I'm slower. Uh, actually that, that, that helps me even to be more uh, productive. It's just that when I do something, I'm very, very focused. And so again, when, when we came here, I had to be 150% focused because it was literally, you know, living or dying is the wrong uh, word but you know my life was a stake you know sometimes when you have that hunger you know it's 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 the best blessing uh again that m- my choice of life was a little bit extreme uh difficult i'm not saying to everybody leave everything you know that was of course like i said very very hard but um on the other hand i would say to people try to push yourself a little bit, you know, further your, what do you think there are your limits, you know, uh, outside of your comfort zone? Because if you are always on your comfort zone, first of all, you will not learn that much about you and you really don't know what is outside, uh, you know, there. So there is actually a, a friend of mine, I, I recently interviewed him, I will have it on my channel very soon. His, his name is Gary Queen and he's a, he's a coach and he always says, uh, you know, he has this mantra of yes, which it's another thing that seems so easy, you know, to say, but try to, to give a little bit more yeses. On the other hand, of course, respect yourself and, and, and learn also to say no whenever you feel in your guts that is not good for you. It's a nice feeling when you are a little bit uncertain and you, of course, you have to feel that it's still good for you, but you still feel like you, you have, you know, those butterflies in your stomach, right? It's, you're scared, but you still get say yes. You know, you jump a little bit and it will be definitely rewarding. Yeah, it takes courage. But if you do it, then you're going to have such a pleasure of achieving it. Like you're going to have really joy of your success. 
Absolutely. And listen, even if by any chance it doesn't go exactly how you planned it, trust me, go with the yes, with that yes energy. Because again, it opens up doors that you don't don't even know right now. Maybe maybe that thing will go perfectly. Maybe it doesn't go perfectly, but it will open uh, uh, other doors for you that you don't even know if you, you know, keep on staying on your little circle. Yeah, that's so true. Would you please tell us about your YC community organization that you have? Yes, yeah. absolutely. The Young Entrepreneur Council. Yes. So that is another milestone of mine. Uh, two years ago, I believe at this point, reached out to me because it's an, orga- uh, it's an organization, uh, uh, invitation only organization. Uh, so it's kind of, um, say, it's not really a club, but again, it's, uh, uh, yes, it's, it's, it's uh, a group. It's a group of the uh, mil- best millennials entrepreneur uh, in the country. Again, you have to be uh, invited. It's for uh, people that are considered to have to worth from $1 million up only. Uh, so it was uh, definitely, of course, big joy and also big surprise to see, you know, such a, a big organization like that uh, recognizing me and wanting me to uh, to be part of it. And with them, uh, I contribute to Forbes. I contribute with, to Inc. and so uh, uh, Inc. Magazine. Uh, actually, my company was last year was also awarded as one of the top uh, 5,000 uh, fastest uh, growing companies in America. Uh, and even that is, you know, a huge milestone uh, for me because, uh, I mean, we, we put up the LLC a year ago. So everything, you know, uh, grew very, very fast. Something that definitely makes me very proud, you know, especially as I said. As an American now, but also as an immigrant, you know, coming here with nothing, being able to be recognized as, you know, someone so uh, successful. And and trust me, I, I that's the best feeling. I don't owe the success to anybody but myself and my husband, you know, because we really work together again. And of course, my parents and God, <laughs> for sure. But, you know, I can definitely look myself at the mirror and I know that, you know, I've, I've achieved it with, uh, I mean, with no compromises, with just really a, a, a huge work ethic. I definitely uh, work many, many hours a day. Our dinners are often at 10 at night, 11 at night. I often, I know it's not good to say, but I, sometimes I, I skipped, I skip uh, lunches or breakfast. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I know it's not really good for my diet, but because I'm just, you know, working and, and you know, I'm, again, it, it gives me a lot of uh, joy to do that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, I do have breakfast sometimes at 4 p.m. <laughs> because yeah, I know. I, when you like, look at you, oh, it's already 4 p.m. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and you also have this amazing Wish Wall Foundation. Would you yes. please tell us more about it? Yes. Like I was uh, saying before, from a blog where people were, you know, sharing their wishes, uh, I just had too many wishes. And so I, I learned how to establish it through a non-for-profit. And uh, when I say I learned, because I literally uh, had to learn, you know, I had no clue what it entitled to to have a non-for-profit, to, you know, all the laws behind it, all that you have to do, all the ways to do a, fund, a fundraiser, uh, all the projects that, you know, I could uh, support. So it's uh, definitely a lot of people ask me, how do you, you know, create a non-for-profit? 
And like I said, there are not really uh, the best ways. My way was really, you know, one step at a time, uh, learning with my lawyer how to, you know, put it together, establish it as a 501c3, so a non-for-profit. That is technically how the laws will, you know, um, see it. And then, of course, having your own mission. So my mission was the idea of um, making meaningful wishes come true. And, and, and those wishes that impact the community. And that was also very important to me because at the very beginning, before it was a non-for-profit, I literally had any type of uh, wishes. And, and, and I, I like that approach, but to a point because I, I got myself um, into a situation where I literally have, uh, you know, also those wishes that I never say that a wish is superficial, but, you know, I want an autograph. I want, you know, to meet my idol, which is definitely very, very cool. But it wasn't, uh, you know, rewarding for me. So I had to kind of adjust it. And that's why I also say whenever you want to create your non-for-profit, adjust, you know, your mission. You, you have to be a little bit specific or as much specific as you can. Even if you want to ask for grants, they will ask you, you know, specifically, where is your area? It's very important that you, uh, you know, focus uh, yourself in what you want to do. And so for me, uh, uh, from that, again, I learned how to focus. And so I said, okay, I want to uh, grind those wishes that can impact the community. And so from that moment, I had many also organizations reaching out to me and, uh, you know, sharing, okay, I'm doing this project in Africa. I'm doing this project in Florida. I'm doing this project in the Philippines. Uh, and, you know, uh, and, and then from there, Again, I, I, I started just to see, okay, how can I support this project? And I started to do fundraisers for, for it. I, I do it all. I, I'm the one, you know, behind uh, publishing on the website, doing the fundraiser, uh, talking with, the, you know, the, the other people all around the world when we're doing, uh, again, the projects. It's, of course, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of uh, time. <laughs> And a lot of passion. I'm totally 100% volunteer uh, with it. it. It changed my life. So I will continue to do it until, you know, God gives me life. And um, I'm very, of course, uh, sorry right now that, you know, all the projects that we were doing uh, kind of uh, put on a hold. Because, for instance, we, we, we're doing a one-year project in Africa for girls uh, where um, I was able to donate money to purchase computers and to have teachers that will uh, teach them about social media and about graphic about graphic design and um, coding, so that they can, you know, learn how to uh, actually really have a job and, and give them a future. Because there's a huge problem on uh, of um, underage uh, marriage uh, in in Africa. So uh, I really uh, I was so happy to do this project. We actually did the first. We were able to do the first batch of girls. And then, uh, unfortunately, all of this happened in, a in April. So the second uh, batch of girls that I had to start in April got, you know, temporarily suspended. And I'm looking forward to restarting, you know, continue to to impact people and especially girls uh, and women all around the world. Wow, what a great story behind this organization. 
Thank you, my love. Thank you so much. And you also have a TV show. Would you please tell us more about it? Yes, yes. So actually, I have two. One um, that was, again, inspired by the uh, the Wishful Foundation. Okay, so we're saying that I have uh, one first TV show uh, that it's inspired by my non-for-profit. It's called The Wishful and it's out right now on Amazon Prime, uh, Amazon Fire, Roku, and Apple TV uh, worldwide. Um, and then I'm currently instead uh, started. Uh, I'm 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 currently doing a, a new TV show with Bolt TV. Um, Bolt TV. It's an amazing um, TV uh, network. Uh, that is actually uh, co-owned by Al Roker from Good Morning America. Even there, it was crazy because I started the first uh, recording in the studios in New York. Uh, actually, it's 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 so cool. You know, I was so happy to go there, and then all of this happened. And so we were like, oh, shit, now what am I doing? So we were still able to uh, reorganize ourselves and, you know, doing uh, like I'm doing it with you uh, through, you know, in remote. So through Zoom, actually, I'm interviewing very, very cool people from fashion to entrepreneurship to activism. And I've been having like amazing, amazing, amazing guests. So actually on uh, the beginning of May, we'll do my. Uh, third section of a re- recording. I've done the second one from actually from my own office. I, I just published one episode last week and I'm going to publish actually another one tomorrow uh, and then uh, another and the, the other two, uh, you know, very soon within the next week. So I'm, I'm still on. Uh, thankfully, I'm still on the go, even if, you know, all of this uh, current situation put us all in a hold. But I'm very, very lucky that I'm still able with some adjustment to to keep on going. Yeah, we're trying to make the best out of it right now, all of us. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. What advice can you give a starting influencer? So it, this is serious. This is not a joke. If you want to become an influencer, it's a job. You have to know what language are you going to use on social media. You have to have a team behind it. Uh, and so you have to have also some funds. I'm not talking about like huge funds, but you have to have a decent photographer. You have to have uh, a makeup artist and a hairstylist. You can definitely also do it yourself. But listen, especially the beginning will be very nice if you give it to, you know, professionals because you have to have, you know, uh, sharp images and, you know, uh, something that will uh, stand out. So study from other pages uh look what type of language like i was saying you could have try to find a way so that your page will uh send out that people as soon as they see you they recognize oh that's that's her that's him you know uh, you can of course decide your niche uh there are people that of course have one niche like travel or fashion or lifestyle there are people that combine several languages which is also fine but Again, be aware of what you're doing, you know, uh, otherwise people will be confused. And and then again, if you can, uh, no, I would not say if you can, you have to find a way to, again, get it in a professional way. Like I said, I'm still doing four jobs at a time. I mean, there's, there are no excuses. If you want to make it, again, I'm not talking about spending a fortune, but you still have to talk with professionals and try to achieve in the best way. Because again, this is your job and like every 
uh, business, you know, uh, you, you invest at the beginning and then, you know, you'll have it back because once you have something that is, uh, has a value, then, you know, you can work with brands and, you know, they'll uh, really enjoy to, you know, work with your nice content, curated content, uh, nice audience. And of course you can pay, you can do paid uh, partnership. But again, uh, take it seriously and keep on studying. Not like I keep on studying too. I mean, meaning look around, look what other people are doing, um, create uh, groups, uh, you know, over Instagram, Twitter, uh, see which, you know, channel is, is your best one. For instance, for me, number one is Instagram, second is Twitter. But I always say, if you can, don't limit yourself to one channel. Try to have several languages, but of course, find your the, the one where you stand out the most. And again, uh, try to find uh, alliances, you know, people that uh, you can consider your, your, your tribe that will have your back no matter what. It's, it's important, you know, it's, it's uh, an, an extension of your family. So put your real uh, self out there and, and give also uh, before asking. Yeah, that's true. Providing good quality and value content where they can followers can learn from. That's really important and stay true to your brand and like use the same colors seen, like the same, you know, aesthetics, all that. So it's always very important. Absolutely. What is the best strategy to grow your Instagram account fast? Well, to me, this is, of course, a little bit of a secret that uh, some influencers have. But if you want to grow your audience in uh again organic way uh nowadays the most common ways uh join giveaways and so a lot of people uh have no idea what that means but it means join campaigns where you know people in order to win a prize will have to you know follow certain um accounts and uh and, and test also different giveaways you know there are smaller giveaways where you can uh gain your own niche uh, bigger giveaways where you can uh, gain numbers, of course, you know, then it's it's real audience. So they will stay if they like, you know, your your content. And that's why I, I, I love to personally, you know, do um, different, uh, different um, giveaways from, like I said, the smallest one, uh, for instance, only with fashion accounts to the bigger one. Uh, and, and, and that is, again, that is a, a very true secret that a lot of people don't know, but uh, if you are serious on, on social media, you, you have to know. And that, of course, will bring real people, so more engagement. And then, like I said, uh, go and look for some experts that can, you know, help you to, uh, to increase your engagement. Because, of course, there are several ways, but also our, our uh, you know, time is limited. So you also have to have someone that knows how to deviate traffic and bring you more, you know, more people interested to your page. So look for professionals as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But, you know, some small accounts say that, oh, giveaways, you don't know what you get. You get all this group of people that are not interacting with your account and it's just, okay, it looks good on paper, but it's not really engagement. Well, I don't really believe in that because, I mean, it's, they still interact. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And then again, let, let, let's face it. The hardest reality to say about Instagram, which is a reflection of life. No one does anything for anything. It's, it's very um, uh, harsh to say, but it's true. If you come to me and you don't have a message that I'm interested in, why should I join you? If you come to me and you ask first, 
before giving, why should I join you? So giveaways are, of course, a, a marketing tool, definitely. But again, if you then have a message they like, they'll stay. And then it's also on you, like I was saying, to keep on creating your own community, your own people that will have your back no matter what. Definitely, I mean, I have two million. Of course, two million followers are not all of them, you know, going crazy as soon as I post, go there, right? Which is normal. Some of them are, you know, people that are, maybe I gain through big giveaways that are, of course, real. But maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they really care about what I do. But over two million, I have a, a big chunk of, you know, hardcore friends because to me they are friends that really have my back no matter what and then in marketing there is also something which is called a train wagon so the more you have the more other people in your niche will want to follow you and uh it's just you know you, you also have to uh, like i said trust the expert a little bit and uh and don't be afraid of, of, of course uh using marketing tools yeah totally agree with you on this one and what characteristic do you need to have to become one of the top influencers in the world? Um, all of that, that maybe I said before combined, definitely have uh, a sharp, uh, precise style, something that will be different. Um, also there, I mean, you have no idea. Many times I, I, I gather cover stories or big publication by myself just asking, of course, like I said, I had to have something to give, you know, meaning a magazine will never put you out there if you're not cool, you know, if you don't have anything to say. So work on yourself, work on your message, work on your style, work on your story. Without a story, there's nothing that they are interested in, you know, sharing. So uh, and don't ever underestimate anything you do in your life, because, again, it's part of your story. Uh, maybe you say, oh, right now I'm doing, I don't know, something that is totally unrelated with social media. It doesn't matter because it can still teach you something and you can still bring it into social media as part of your story. You know, like, for instance, I don't know, I just shared my personal story the other day about my parents, uh, you know, not being with me because, of course, it's related to the current situation that we're living and something very real, very dear to my heart. And, you know, it's not, uh, how could you say, it's not specifically directed in like a cool project I'm doing, but it's real. It's, you know, my own heart. And that actually, uh, a lot of people interacted with that and feel and felt, you know, very uh, close to what I was sharing. So, you know, don't be afraid of, of, of sharing, you know, uh, your real self. And on the other hand, like I said, I keep on stressing and study. I come from Vanity Fair, come from the uh, old school, uh, do webinars, um, learn from other people, see how, you know, you can do videos that are, you know, aesthetically pleasing, uh, cool pictures that, you know, will, will attract, will attract people, uh, work with photographers that are Good. Like I said, at the beginning, and maybe you pay for the photographers and then you grow and then maybe the photographers will want to work with you because they also will get something back in, in the collaboration or, uh, you know, it's it's it's, of course, um, try and error. I never said to people, you'll get it right, uh, right away. But uh, but again, if you continue with uh, big work ethic and uh, 
with all the, 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 the things that I've said, definitely you, you will uh, stand out. And then uh, again, magazine will, you know, come to you. Wikipedia will come to you and, you know, all the famous success will come to you. And, and again, having all of that doesn't mean that it was easy. I mean, having a Wikipedia page, I, it means that you have done a lot before in order to have it. And it will come that time. That's, you know, when it, it came for me. And, and if I think back, well, it was a long journey. <laughs> and I'm still in my, of course, journey. But, you know, I'm, I'm very pleased of um, all the struggles that I went through. Yeah, it's a work in progress. And I learn every day, too. And I take online courses all the time. Yeah. What is your favorite quote? My favorite quote gives dreams a chance, which is something that I uh, use for my non-for-profit. I love this one. It's amazing. <laughs> and where can our listeners find you? Like your social handles, all the information? Yes. So like I said, my favorite uh, spot is Instagram. Second favorite spot is uh, Twitter. And it's the same handle, Simonetta Lean, which is S-I-M-O-N-E-T-T-A-L-E-I-N. And I always say, once you've learned my name, which is Simonetta, you'll find me right away because pretty much there's only me with that name. <laughs> so once you learn how to spell Simonetta, then, you know, you'll find me, Simonetta Lean. And um, Instagram and um, Twitter and then uh, SimonettaLean.com and my non-for-profit is thewishwallfoundation.org. So please come and maybe maybe you have also an interesting wish to to share or maybe you want to participate and you know make somebody else's dream uh, come true. We'll just you know, I'll be glad to see some of you come into the wishwall um as well and you know try to make a difference that's wonderful thank you so much simonetta for being my guest i had a pleasure thank you thank you so much my dear my pleasure thank you well that was all for today guys thank you so much for tuning in to not basic blonde podcast and please don't forget to leave a review on apple podcasts it would be greatly appreciated also, you can find me on Instagram. It's not basic blonde underscore or NBB podcast. Thank you so much, guys, and have a great day. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.